Hi, this is Dr. Liz. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast, the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. So this is the last birth story for a while. We've done a whole month of them, and they've been really interesting. But before we jump into this next one, I want to remind you that you can get a free hypnosis for a better pregnancy by joining my newsletter over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. There's also hypnosis downloads over there now. So you can get one for a guided face massage, which my students just used to love, love, love during prenatal yoga. So go check that one out. There's one to reduce fear and anxiety. And there's also one if you're planning a cesarean birth and you already know that. It helps reduce fear, helps lessen any potential complications, and it helps quicken healing after the birth. So it's really wonderful. All right, let's jump in now. So I'm here with my friend, Dana Reeder, who I've known for over 20 years now. A very long time. Yes. I've met her and she's in the loft, recording in the loft. I'm here in Florida, all the <laughs> way from California. Yes. She's a therapist in California and has a private practice there, but she's here today to talk about her hypnobirth. So she is actually the first friend of mine that told me about hypnobirthing. Her kids are like a little bit older than mine. So I'm going to have her tell us about it, how she first heard about it. So how did you first hear about it? I'm trying to think. I had my first child in 2000, and um, back then before I had kids, I knew everything about having kids uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and everything there was to know about giving birth and how to do it right. I have air quotes around that. Um, and I had ended up having a pretty traumatic birth. And What was traumatic about it? Well, I had planned a home birth, Mm -hmm. and just nothing went the way I thought it would go. And after 24 hours at home, I was dehydrated and exhausted and terrified and not progressing. And so we made the decision at that point. The midwife was there. My partner was there. And we made the decision to to go to the hospital. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was sort of at the 24-hour point in my labor, and it went on another 13 hours. And it just, it was just really scary. And it it was not, uh, I did end up with a vaginal birth, but nothing else went the way I wanted it to go, either for myself or for my child or for my, my partner. And it left me feeling just really left me feeling terrible. Mm-hmm. I, up till that point in my life, I really felt like I could control things in my life to some extent. And I think it ended up being really good for me mm-hmm. because I really needed to learn that lesson about not being able to control things. But I, I really was upset about how my body had not been. I saw it as my body had failed mm-hmm. to do the thing that I thought my body was made to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though in the end I was able to birth her and birth her vaginally, I really had this idea about home birth and how that would go and it would be so natural. I wouldn't need any intervention. And of course, I ended up having a bunch of different interventions at the hospital. And so when I was going into my second birth, I had a lot of fear mm-hmm. and a lot of anxiety left over from that first birth. And it, it must have been one of the moms in my play group. I think I was in an attachment parenting play group. And somebody must have mentioned hypnobirthing, uh-huh. and, uh, and and that must be where I heard it. Okay. And then what happened? Did you take the class? Did you have tapes that you listened to? Like, tell me the process. 
Yeah. So when I got pregnant with my, my second, my son, uh, my daughter was about two years old. Mm-hmm. And super rascally, and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't leave her with anybody. <laughs> and uh, we live on the coast, south of San Francisco, and the only hypnobirthing classes they had were in the city, which is about a forty-minute drive from us. And so it was impossible; it felt impossible to us for my partner and I to drive to the city to leave our daughter with somebody. Mm-hmm. So classes were sort of out. I don't know why I didn't feel like I could take it myself. Get mm-hmm. to the city. I was a stay-at-home mom. Didn't really have any time to do that. So I ordered the book, the Marie Monken book, mm-hmm. Birthing, and it came with a CD. This was 2003 or 2002 at the time. And I just listened to the CD mm-hmm. uh, and I read the book. And then partway through it, I still was having significant anxiety about the birth. I had planned mm-hmm. another home birth. Yeah. I still had a lot of fear and unprocessed stuff from the first birth. Mm-hmm. So I booked, I think I had probably three or four individual sessions with a hypnotherapist. Okay. I forget what I did with my daughter at the time, but I was <laughs> able to drive to the city and have those individual sessions. Fear clearing is what I remember them being. So now. then you did these three or four individual sessions. You read the book, you listened to the CD. How pregnant were you? Like when all this happened, how many months? I feel like I heard about it right away. Like before I came here, Uh I was looking through my pregnancy journal Uh and I found the place where I said, I'm going to, I'm going to try this hypnobirthing thing Uh because prior to that in the journal, I was writing about really my anxiety and how, what I was really afraid of was that everything would go the same way it went the first time. Uh And so that was a real fear of mine that I wouldn't be able to do it and that my fear would get in the way of that. So I think I was just maybe 12 or 13 weeks pregnant when I started doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But I was religious about listening to that. (laughs) I was like any chance I had, if my daughter took a blessed nap, you know, (laughs) I was, I was with the rainbow relaxation and then, and there were the birthing affirmations. Uh Yeah. Oh, and I remembered that, um, there was a website at the time. I don't know if it's still there. It's called hypno babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a Hypno Babies um, CD as well. Like okay. it's different than the Hypno Birthing, right? But it is a different system that's similar. Yeah. So uh-huh. the woman who ran it, and I don't remember her name. She was so kind to me. I actually ended up emailing her. Uh huh. She emailed me some scripts. Hmm. I don't even think they had MP3s. <laughs> they, no, they didn't. They didn't. No. And and she didn't have a CD, but mm-hmm. she emailed me these scripts, and she said, "Just have your partner read them." Onto a tape. Uh-huh. <laughs> the technology yeah. has changed so much. So I had my partner read it. So then I had it in his voice. Oh, and lovely. then it's sort of, then I became accustomed to relaxing to the sound of his voice, which really helped yes. in the birthing too. The one of the ones I remember was called glove anesthesia. Yes. Uh-huh. And it was where, you know, you were trained then to be touched on your hand and then your hand would feel kind of numb and it mm-hmm. was... And there was glove anesthesia, and then there was the meet your baby. It was like, um, I'm an EMDR therapist, and we have calm, safe place. I think every, you know, there's probably that in a lot of different Yes, yeah, like right? in hypnosis, too. We, yeah. we often create a calm, safe place for a client before we do any kind of therapeutic work. Yeah, so that's what this was. It yeah. was like calm, safe place, but then there was a visualization to meet your baby, oh, which sweet. was super cool. So yes. my partner went and, and taped all those for me with his uh-huh. voice, and I would listen to those inside the the rainbow relaxation and the I love that birthing affirmations one too. Uh-huh. I would 
I thought they were kind of corny, but I, I love them. I felt so good. I remember like walking at the beach and just listening to them. And mm -hmm. there's that part. It's Marie Mungan. Is it her voice? I think it is her voice. Yeah. yeah. And she says, I think the last thing she says is, my birth is a beautiful celebration of life. <laughs> And I just love that. That was just uh -huh. really what, what I wanted to go into my head. Like, it's going to be a beautiful celebration so of life. Right? I actually hated the affirmations. Huh. Like, I could not stand to listen to them. And in fact, they came on by accident at one point in my birth. And <laughs> I got, like, really tense. And my doula, who's who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, anyway, she realized at the time, like, Oh my God. Like no affirmation. Shut him down. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so she would just replay the um rainbow relaxation for me, which I loved. I yeah. loved the rainbow relaxation. But everybody's individual on that. Totally. Some people love the affirmations. For me, it was just like these are bullshit. Like <laughs> like I cannot stand like my birth my first birth didn't go well. Yeah. So and I had done a million affirmations for that birth and I was like, these are not gonna work. The hypnobirthing works. Right. To decrease the pain and go into relaxation and all of that. But the affirmations for me were just... You know, I did think, like I said, they sounded pretty cheesy to me. Mm -hmm. And I have always, you know, all along, I've been a therapist for 20-ish years, and I see myself as sort of a scient scientist-y person, and mm -hmm. I am, but also I'm a very spiritual person. I sort of straddle those two worlds. So I was skeptical about it the whole mm -hmm. time. I was like, wow, oh, this is not going to work. You know, the scientist <laughs> in me was like, this is super yeah. duper cheesy. <laughs> right. But at the same time, it just comforted me. And I think that part of me that was so anxious about, and ha I was carrying all these stories from my first birth, mm -hmm. you know, I can't do it. My body's not going to be able to succeed at this. I'm not strong enough. I think that those affirmations as cheesy or as bullshitty as maybe this conscious part of my brain sounded mm -hmm. there was this other part of me that was just like it was like it almost reminded me of sort of like a grandmother like a loving grandmother mm -hmm. who can just say anything to you and it just comforts you yeah and I think true. maybe it was that to me it was like the voice of like a loving comforting mm, yes Ranny. Uh-huh. Yeah. The point is the affirmations become a voice of comfort. Yes. For when you begin to listen to them and over time they yes. become that. They really were that for me. Yeah. Yeah. So then what happened during the birth? Everything that had gone wrong, I'll say, with my first birth didn't happen in the second one. So mm -hmm. um, you know, with my daughter I started labor at one o'clock in the morning and I just woke up in the state of pain and fear and and I missed a night of sleep, right? But, you know, with this birth, I woke up at, you know, eight thirty in the morning. I'd had a great night's sleep, which never happens when you're mm -hmm. forty weeks pregnant. Um, but I woke up and the sun was shining and the birds were chirping. It was like, you know, Zippity doo dah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I and I woke up and I noticed that I was leaking, you know, amniotic fluid. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, today's a great day to have a baby. Uh -huh. And I could really feel all of that work, like just even that first thought, because my thought was that the first surge or the first 
whatever sign of going into labor would send me into fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And instead it was like, I knew I was going to have a baby. And that was my first thought. Today's going to be a great day to have a baby. It was just like a birthing affirmation. Right. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. And so the surges didn't start for a little while. I just was sort of leaking fluid. I got, my daughter was in cloth diapers at the time. So I (laughs) borrowed one of those. Um, Yeah. Clean them up. And just like, you know, woke up my partner and, and woke up my daughter and, you know, we had somebody come and get her. And then we, it was a water birth. That's what we planned. So we had the tub down in the, um, down in the living room. We started filling it up. And then my partner and I just took a walk to the beach. I sat on the beach and I watched the waves coming in and out and I just could feel the hypnobirthing. I could feel the work that I had done. Mm-hmm was just in my mind. Like, I didn't feel afraid. Mm-hmm. I felt the surges would start to come, and I just sort of watched the ocean and felt the surge. And I think there was another affirmation that was something about that the surges are your body's way of bringing your baby close to you yes. or something. Uh-huh. God, it's been, thir- this was 13 years ago. My son is 13. He's almost, he's almost 14 years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so I felt relaxed mm-hmm. and I felt calm and we sat on the beach for a long time and then we got up and started walking home and it was really funny. I remember we ran into a lady who was walking when we were walking home and she said, oh, you know, when's your baby due? And we were like, any minute. <laughs> she thought she was just, we're getting home. So, um, yeah, so then we went home and that must have been around you know, probably about 11 or 12 and we called our midwives and we called our doulas. I just, you know, sat there sort of breathing and, you know, mm-hmm. listening. We had bought also two CDs that we got the one that the Stephen Halpern. Yes. The comfort Zone, which is the music in the, in the background of yes. the hypnobirthing. Mm-hmm. So I put that on. And we also had one of the members of the Grateful Dead has a CD called Music to be Born by. Oh. Be born to. Mm-hmm. It has his son's prenatal heartbeat in it. Wow. Set to music. It's pretty fantastic. Cool. So that was on too, and that's a very hypnotic. Yes. With this mm-hmm. kind of music. Um, and I just was calm. And then the midwives came, it must have been about three o'clock in the afternoon. And so by that point, I felt like I was really working and I was really mm-hmm. doing well. And they came and I had, I, I was declining all internal exams. What I really wanted was a, an unattended birth. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just trust myself and trust my own body. I felt like any kind of intervention last time had really gotten me out of my zone. Mm-hmm. And my midwives really uh, respected that. So they came, but they, without doing an internal exam, said, just from the length and the strength of your surges, we think you're still in early labor. And I remember that made me feel discouraged mm-hmm. because that's what happened the first time, mm-hmm. right? So then the midwives left and they said they would come back when my labor was stronger. I should call them when the labor got stronger. But I put on the, the birthing affirmations mm-hmm. and I sat on the couch and I closed my eyes and it got me, bam, right back into the positive yes. headspace. Yeah. Just by listening to that. Uh-huh. So it was really mid- I mean, that was huge. Yes. Yeah. So then it just went on. You know, we ordered a pizza. I mean, you know, those of y'all who had a home birth <laughs> know that, right? Like you just, you're hungry for pizza. You order pizza. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. And and I and my doula, Molly, was there and we chatted and my, my partner tried to go upstairs and get some work done. Um, but it just went along. It was very calm. And then 
it really kicked up. I'm trying to think it was later in the evening. So it was probably about eight o'clock in the evening. And, and I noticed if once I stand mm-hmm. and start walking, I really get a strong surge. Mm-hmm. So I thought this is probably what I need to do. So then I went to have a shower. We went upstairs and we got in the shower and transition hit me. Bam. Wow. In the shower. Yeah. Yeah. I did not have, I listened to your other podcast where you had the woman saying that she had had a painless birth. Uh So it was not painless. (laughs) Um, But, and to me, you know, I wasn't, I never really bought into the whole painless aspect. I was really Mm -hmm. hoping to be fearless. Fearless. Okay. That was really what I wanted. So I was in a lot of pain in the shower and I was saying things like, um, (laughs) this is our last baby. (laughs) You're going to have a vasectomy. Yeah, so then I felt like, oh my God, I need to get out of the shower. We got out of the shower and I looked up and my second doula was there. And uh, so somehow we made it downstairs because at that point I was talking like very, um, I feel like I was very much in my in my reptilian brain, just sort of yeah. like downstairs. Yeah, your mama. Water, yeah. <laughs> Could not speak in full senses, got a barf, right? Uh-huh. So the, the doulas came and we somehow got down the stairs and I, I just wanted to get in the tub. I got in the tub and it must have been close to... It was probably 8.45, 9 o'clock at night, and, and my one midwife, Catherine, came. And, you know, she just checked the baby's heartbeat, and she had never been to a hypnobirth before. So mm. she had been a midwife for probably 20 years. She had attended hundreds of births, home births, mm-hmm. hospital births. She was amazing, Catherine Newburn. She said, she, she said to me afterwards she didn't think that I was actually in transition because I was so calm. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. so really calm and we have a photograph of me just leaning back in the tub and I look like I'm meditating. Yes. Yeah. So she was surprised that I was as far along as I was. And then all of a sudden he started crowning mm-hmm. and it was just, and that was the point where, you know, it was the burning ring of fire. And that was the one point uh, we have a video of it. And I, and I started saying, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> And I looked up at my doula, Tasha, and I said, I can't do it. And, and she and Molly and my partner and, and Catherine, midwife, they all just started laughing. And they said, you are doing it. <laughs> We're warming up the towels. <laughs> the baby is coming. The baby is coming. You're doing it, right? Yeah. And I did have this thought in my head, too. Like, I'm doing this. Like, I'm giving birth at home. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. Actually, I'm feeling like I'm remembering it wrong because there was a part where I think I was pushing and he was crowning and there were no midwives there. This was before Catherine came. Okay. Because I remember thinking there are no midwives here and that's okay. Oh. I was so calm Uh that I was like, this is going to be fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to birth this baby. Mm -hmm. I was so calm. Yeah. And Catherine came after that. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so she came and then the other the other midwife Renee came just in time to tell me, you know, at the very end to say, focus, you're going to take one deep breath uh-huh. and you're just going to breathe this baby out, uh-huh. which was another thing I loved about hypnobirthing. Right? Yeah. They talked about breathing the baby out, yes. right? Breathe love down to your baby. Right. And, and instead did. of pushing, yeah. the, the concept is to breathe the baby out. Yeah. It's really effective and you practice so. this breathing the 4-8 breath, the J breath is the pushing breath. The J breath, uh-huh. yes. During hypnobirthing, and it's very effective. And 
really a lovely way to just think of the baby. Because you can really picture too, like, you know, I would breathe the love down to my baby and I really felt like, like this is what's bringing him out. I didn't know it was a him, but like just breathing the, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. and and you're not like all, my body was not so tense. And so, right. you know, it was just, also because it was a water birth, you know, it was just mm-hmm. sort of stretching. And then he came out he was just floating there in the water. Mm-hmm. And this was before digital cameras. So we were, Molly, the doula, had a the camera with film in it. And we had just ran out of film just as he was coming out like that. Yeah. And I could hear her trying to put it back in. But um, I will never forget. I mean, I, I don't the need image. a photograph of it. You yeah. know, it's going to make me cry 14 years later. <laughs> but he came out and Catherine just gave him a little push because he was sort of floating behind me. Wow. And I looked down in the water and he was just floating underneath the surface like a little frog, like mm-hmm. moving his arms and legs. And he was smiling. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It was so incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I was so beside myself that Catherine said, reach down and pick up your baby. <laughs> he was just swimming, right? Because before they breathe air, oh. they just can breathe in the water. And I... Mm-hmm. I picked him up and he was smiling. That boy came out of me smiling. And I held him and he nursed. Mm-hmm. And we stayed in the water and really let the, the cord stop pulsing. And I I don't think I birthed the placenta for quite a while there. But what Catherine said was that later she said, I don't think he knew that he'd been born. Mm-hmm. Like it was so calm and it was mm-hmm. so such a natural transition from the womb mm-hmm. and and I was so calm yes and I was just filled with this sense of like power mm-hmm. right like my body did this mm-hmm. and I will tell you that there have been times since then in the last almost 14 years where I I go back to that moment and I think like oh this body can do anything <laughs> right and I really yeah. think it had a lot to do because I was filled with fear before mm-hmm. I found it in the birthing that's the truth. Yeah. And I did not have one moment of fear. I feel like I could have gone into the mountains and squatted under a tree and squeezed that baby <laughs> up <laughs> with the help of that number Yes. Right? It is truly powerful. It really, yeah. really is. I did not have a speck of fear. Wow. Yeah. And I am a person who, you know, anxiety is where I go in my dark hours. And, mm-hmm. and there was not, there was not even a speck of that. Wow. It was, it was maybe the most beautiful day of my whole life. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what to say after that, like, beautiful story, you know, (laughs) like, really. But I know we are running out of time here on the podcast. So tell people how to find you because Dina does a lot of EMDR in her practice now, right? You deal with trauma. She certainly would deal with birth trauma and releasing that. Absolutely. So tell people how to find you in California. Yeah. So my website is Dana Reader. Dot com D-A-Y-N-A-R-E-A-D, as in dog, E-R. And I practice in San Mateo, California, which is on the peninsula, just south of San Francisco and just north of San Jose. I do EMDR therapy, which is great healing for any kind of trauma. I work mm-hmm. with moms um, who have experienced birth trauma. I also work with survivors of sexual abuse who sometimes can feel triggered by birth absolutely and by breastfeeding and so that is work I love to do Mm -hmm. I love to work with pregnant moms and just Mm -hmm. help them clear that fear I think I really believe that if all women birth this way 
that we would take over the world. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, whenever I meet another home birth mom, I just think like, mm-hmm. sister, we could do this thing, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I recommend it to anybody. Yeah, just do it. I mean, even if, yeah. and, and if the only thing you can do is get the MP3s or whatever it is mm-hmm. these days, <laughs> then do it and just yeah. listen to them. Listen. I, I would put it on every night. I'd pass out by mm-hmm. what orange on the yes. rainbow. <laughs> Orange, the rainbow right. relaxation and but it worked that's all I can mm-hmm. say like I was skeptical the whole time and it worked yes so Great. that's me yeah thanks for being here yes thank you this is fun that was such a fun interview with my longtime friend Dana Reader I really enjoyed it you know what struck me listening to it again is that her partner read affirmations and the the birthing script to her. So she heard it in like his voice. And I think that's a wonderful idea. Like that is so easy these days with the recorders on our smartphones. So do it in your own voice or have a loved one read it to you or have your partner read those affirmations to you about having a beautiful birth. That's if you like affirmations, right? (laughs) So anyway, I hope you enjoy the new outro that's on. I uh, got some feedback about the other one that is just too salesy. And my friends were like, Elizabeth, you're not very salesy. And it sounds so salesy. And I was like, oh, you know, sometimes you need someone to like hear it for you. So I hope this one sounds friendlier. All right. Have a great week. Peace. Hey guys, if you like this episode, do Dr. Liz a favor and rate, review, and subscribe on whatever player you like the best. Or better yet, tell a friend about the podcast so Dr. Liz can send her kids to college. If you want to learn more about Dr. Liz, just head over to Dr. Liz Hypnosis. That's D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. Check out the hypnosis downloads and join the newsletter. And have a great week.